0: everybody and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything football. Today I got Kyle with me, you got Tyler two cents here. We're going to be discussing everything from fantasy to some upsetting teams, some teams that are wagons apparently, all on today's episode. Kyle, week four coming up, October's coming up, it kind of feels like we're finally fully in football season.
1: Yeah, we're here and... I mean, I never expected the NFL season to be shaping up the way it is, but that's what makes the NFL so exciting week to week. So let's bring it.
0: I mean, it's one of those things where you can care about all the teams. Like I, I will honestly pay attention to the Houston Texans injury report. It's so insane. That's the best league in the world. Um, and Absolutely. today we're going to be starting with some of the teams that we're really excited about in the offseason. That's kind of been. You know, what are we doing here? It's the second segment we've ever done. WTF is going on with the Raiders. Kyle, what is going on with these Raiders? They are 0-3 in a season where they were expected to make the playoffs, for sure. Starting with 0-3, not a great start. Not many 0-3 teams historically, and none in the last two years, have even made the playoffs. They lost 24 to 19 against the Chargers, lose 29 to 23 in that heartbreaker in overtime against Arizona. And then they lose by two points against the Titans. So it's not like they're losing big, but should we be worried here? Like, what's going on? I'm I'm
1: worried about the Raiders for a couple of different reasons. I think that they really stayed in all of these games, which is heartbreaking as a Raiders fan. Um, they've just been kind of mid in a lot of areas, like 18th in total offensive yards, uh, but 28th in rushing. So they failed to run the ball effectively, which when you get to these close games, like you got to be able to control the clock. Um, and they're 21st in the league in their third down conversions. They're mm. giving up. The most are 26th most passing yards, 21st in total yards allowed right now. Um, and they, they realistically had two really strong opponents in the Chargers and Cardinals. But the Titans have looked so bad. I just don't understand how they well, I didn't understand how they lost against the Titans. And then I went back and was reviewing some of the stats. It wasn't a game that I was like really heavily involved in. But they only got Adams involved for 36 receiving yards. They had Mack Hollins as their leading receiver, so that already kind of speaks volumes to how this game plan went. It was a get-right game for Derrick Henry. Um, But a lot of this just really shows me that McDaniels is just not cut out to be a head coach. (laughs) Like, he's eh? struggled oh man, like every time he's been a head coach, he's just been so brutal. And like losing the turnover battles, they were one for 12 on third down conversions against the Titans. Like how do you only convert one, for one 12? of 12? One for 12. Like that's Ew. bad coaching. That so good coaching. if you're losing the turnover battle and you're not at least putting yourself in a position to win 40, 50% of those third down conversions, that speaks volumes to why you're losing one possession games every single week. So um I think that like the Raiders have a, a lot of possibilities to get better. They have the talent there, but I think it's going to start with a head coaching change or McDaniel's going to need a kick in the ass. So
0: Yeah, he's always been like a really good play caller it seems and the offense is something that I think would get figured out. The defense is average though. It's it's 21st and yards allowed through three weeks, not a huge sample size, but it's usually getting to the point where after three weeks, we can look at those numbers and say, they mean something up next. They got Denver and then they got the chiefs. They got Texans and then they got the saints. So, you know, you need to come out of October three and one, at least in those games, you need to be coming out swinging your own three already. You're, uphill. I just don't think they have the talent to string a huge run together. They can win a game here and there, but at 0-3, it's almost like their playoffs are basically evaporated.
1: Especially in this division, I don't really see them having a really high chance of making playoffs. Like There's yeah. a chance they win against Ember this week. Um, I, in fact, I think I picked them to win this week just because they're at home and the Broncos have looked just as bad um but there's no way they come uh out of a game with the Chiefs with a W like there's just no chance
0: yeah I don't love that the Broncos are also a team Kyle speaking of they're going up against each other this week it's great that they are because one of them will get right the Broncos they're not and three they're two and one but still they're in the what the fuck is going on segment because what the heck is going on with them I don't understand in their first three games, 16 to 17 loss at Seattle, 16 to 19 win, 11 to 10 win. Their most points are 16 points for most points against are 17. Like their defense seems really good. Their offense seems terrible. And it was supposed to be the rush show. He's supposed to cook. What is going on with the Broncos and what is going on with Russ specifically?
1: Russ looks lost like he I don't I, a lot of this I think again falls on the the coaching just because Hackett has put the offense in some really bad situations he's not managing the clock effectively and he's failing to put the ball in his top playmakers hands like you need to utilize Javante and even Melvin Gordon a little bit more. Um, their defense has been phenomenal. Like their defense is third in yards allowed per game, third mm-hmm. in passing, sixth in rushing. They're second in points allowed. So, like their defense is a top five, but probably a yeah. top three. Top three and right third
0: down, which is like so important. Second in points, Absolutely. which is the most important.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you can't have your offense only putting up. 16 points a game like you can't win games in the NFL consistently doing that yes they have managed to scrape out two wins luckily um, that kind of keeps them in this division keeps them in the hunt a little bit but their offense has just looked awful Russ needs to stop cooking maybe look into microwave dinners or chef's plate something like that (laughs) but (laughs) um, they got to realistically take a step back and be like do we have to give Russ the Pete Carroll treatment and try to minimize the amount of times he's passing the ball. Let your defense win the game, run the ball a ton, manage the clock and just be efficient when you have the ball in your hands. So like I, again, I think the Raiders end up sneaking out a win here just because I think that they have more offensive firepower and they're going to be able to overcome that Broncos D so.
0: Yeah, they definitely have the, the, better looking offense through three games as they've scored over 16 in all three and Broncos haven't yet. If you look at the Broncos offensive stats, middle of the pack, 17th in yards per game, 18th in passing, 12th in rushing, 17th in third down, but they're 31st in points. Like you said with the Raiders, doesn't that just totally come down to coaching and setting your guys up? Third down red zone. That's where the game is won. Second last with Russell Wilson. Are you kidding me?
1: yeah you go out and spend like 245 mil or whatever it was on russell wilson like you've got to come up with a better game plan and put your team in a better chance to not just win games because they've obviously done that two times but like you don't want your team your fans sitting on the edge of their seat worried that you're going to lose every single week and just being bored like i've watched these broncos games and like half the time i fall asleep (laughs) they're so boring (laughs) to watch
0: (laughs) They really are. I mean, that Sunday night game against San Francisco, 11 to 10 in the prime time. Two of those points, by the oh. way, a safety. Like, oh, my God. Give me
1: a not break. Not even a good safety. Like, Jimmy G just walked out the back of the end zone,
0: pulled a Dan Orlovsky. So if I'm not mistaken, they didn't score a touchdown that game, right? And one.
1: Uh, <laughs> that I'm not sure of.
0: Because I'm pretty sure McManus had three field goals. I'm just putting the math together yeah, here.
1: They probably, they probably just uh, kicked a ton.
0: <laughs> Those Broncos. That was definitely a
1: game I fell asleep for. So
0: they're two and one though. So right, we're looking at the playoffs still for these guys. I think if they don't make the playoffs, it'd be a huge um, bust. Even looking into after three games, they're not great, but their defense is. Keeping them in there, we have to believe their offense will at least get a little bit better, at least rise up to like a top twenty offense in the league, right? If that's the case, they're easily playoff. So I'm not as worried about the Broncos as I am the Raiders because of the record. I think going forward they might have a similar team and they may have a similar record, but the Raiders are zero and three, Broncos two and one. That's the difference for me. Going forward, they're the same, but Broncos are going to sneak it out because of their early season wins. Do you think the
1: Broncos make playoffs this year? What are your thoughts on that?
0: I'd have to look deeper into the AFC, but I'm just thinking like division wise, they could easily finish second. Cause I, I'm starting to not, I'm hopping off that chargers wagon every week more and more. I think they could finish second in the division and second, in that division, I believe should put them in a playoff spot, but maybe not like depending on how the other divisions go. I'm sure the dolphins and bills will both make it. I'm not sure about the AFC North, though. Or the AFC South, sorry, exactly. We'll see, though. Yeah,
1: yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I can't rightfully say that I think the Broncos make the playoffs the way they've been playing. But if their defense keeps it up, who knows?
0: I'm just saying, like, I believe in them figuring it out, but I don't as much with the Raiders, even though they'll have some records going forward.
1: I agree. I think the, I have a little bit more faith in the Broncos. I just don't think I have much faith in either of them.
0: Fair enough. How about this? Do you have faith in these first round wide receivers returning to form? There's been a couple of first round receivers. And when you draft a first round receiver, you want him to be like Diggs has been. He's been elite. He's been amazing. JJ, Justin Jefferson should have been an Eagle. We got Rager instead. He's been great for the Vikings for a few years. 35 points week one. We're like, let's go. This is why I picked him third overall sometimes, Kyle. He then follows it up with 7.8 and 2.9 half PPR fantasy points. 2.9 being his worst of his career ever. Dare I say WTF is going on with Justin Jefferson?
1: I think everyone that has any Justin Jefferson shares is going WTF is going on <laughs> right now. Um, he's cost me weeks in a couple of leagues. Uh, This is nowhere near the production that you need to get from this guy that you're drafting in the first round. Probably the first wide receiver off the board. Maybe Cup goes before him, but I mean, you're talking early to mid first round that you went and grabbed this guy and he looked apart in week one. He looked fantastic, but yeah. I don't know. Like, Obviously, you keep him in your lineup. He's been on the field for every snap and he saw 11 and 12 targets in his first two games. Um, I I think that this is growing pains again for the Vikings offense where they really need to figure out ways to not just scheme Jefferson open, but scheme other players so that it takes the focus off of Jefferson. Like we saw the Eagles just completely shut him down uh, in week two. And like I had mentioned before any team now is going to go back and watch that game. The yeah. Lions probably went back and watched. Like, how are you locking copycat up Jefferson? League. It is a copycat league. And Jeff Okuda looked fantastic mm-hmm. and managed to hold Jefferson to three catches for 14 yards. Fair so you can't, you can't have him be the only option on your offense. It can't just be like, oh, Jefferson down there somewhere and you just never get him the ball. So I expect they're going to have to get... Other players involved. Feeling got a little bit more But involved we saw last that last week, week right? Uh, yeah. So we did start to see the game plan shift a little bit. So maybe that makes other defenses start to respect it a little bit more, but you also have to get a good run game going. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook's gotta start being a little bit more effective if he plays. If not, Madison does, and they just they have to get everyone else involved, and Cousins has to make some good decisions, so
0: not bad. I think he's more than capable of still finishing as the wide receiver one on the year. I'm not too worried. He's he's still the guy.
1: Yeah, like wide receivers are up and down. That's just the way that fantasy goes. Um, He is going against Lottimore this week, who does have a tendency to shadow. So we'll see. Um, It's a Sunday morning game. So if, you know, maybe... Kirk Cousins has like a reverse psychology thing going on where he's just amazing for (laughs) Sunday morning games instead of Sunday night. Hopefully the lights um, aren't
0: too big in London.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure they'll dim them down a little bit. Uh, But I I do expect a bit of a bounce back game here from Jefferson. Uh, I'm not expecting a 35 point game, but hopefully somewhere in the twenties would be nice.
0: Yeah, Chase, on the other hand, is another first round receiver that people have been getting worried about because they thought the Bengals offensive line got better and it may have gotten worse. Like Burrow's getting sacked left and right, having to dump it off. And Chase has been the first read and he's probably like a half second away from getting open. But Burrow sometimes hasn't been able to get him the ball. Targets 16, 9 and 10. So they're still going to him a lot. But points wise, fantasy points wise, he went from 23. That's what you want to less than 10 in back-to-back weeks. Are we worried about Chase? I know some people are. In my one league of record about half an hour ago, Chase and Garoppolo paired with Jeff Wilson for Kyler Murray and DJ Moore. So people are worried about Chase. You could see that they're getting, you know, they're starting to look at using him to upgrade other positions, they're trying to get some wide receivers back is chase one of those guys that you're holding on to knowing he's going to return back to a top five receiver where you drafted him to be or are you worried that he might be a lower end wide receiver one i think jeff or uh, jamar chase is going to be
1: the wide receiver one this week i'll go out on a limb and say that wow okay. um
0: love that yeah so I, i'm some expecting hot takes for the fastback
1: even best wide receivers have down weeks kind of comes down to matchup game plan. Um, The Bengals did look a little bit better. Uh, Hopefully this O line starts to get some more chemistry, but realistically like chase is still getting the targets. He's still the first read on, I think like 40% of snaps is what I saw. Yeah. 16, nine um, and 10
0: targets, right? Like that's uh, not bad.
1: Yeah. Like he, he's the first read. All the time, and he's super talented. Um, Miami's playing cover zero a ton, which is leaving their DBs one on one with wide receivers a lot, and that's because they just don't realistically have a strong front. So they're that's how they're generating pressure is they're bringing the blitz. So if Burrow mm. can play this game properly, and you know he can read these blitzes like a, a veteran quarterback, um, Chase should just eat off of this. He should see single coverage, should be able to beat his man deep, beat him on the slants or crosses um, across the field. Uh, And then the other side of things is Xavier Howard's questionable for Thursday night. So really, um, if he misses that game and you still want to play cover zero, there's no one out there covering Jamar Chase and either Chase or Higgins, maybe even both of them just pop off for a huge game. So
0: yeah, I totally agree with you. And this kind of transitions well into our next segment, leaving what the fuck is going on with and moving on to buying or selling the hype. We talked about the Dolphins last week. They're 3-0 and now, so they just beat the Bills. They still have to be in this buying or selling the hype category because last week we decided they're not in the Bills tier. They're probably a tier below with the Ravens or something. And then they go ahead and beat the Bills that game I do not I did not buy the hype you play that game 10 times the Dolphins will win only once. Buffalo dominated in yards, third down percentage in basically everything except for turnovers the bills were the better team. the Dolphins I'm buying the hype still on them making the playoffs. I mean look at the record they're 3 and0 they have a really good chance to but I am not buying the hype. That in a playoff game or like late in the season, you're gonna be seeing the Dolphins favored to beat any of those great teams. They're not even favored to beat the Bengals after being three and zero. They're down four points on the spread, so I'm not buying the Dolphins hype, Kyle.
1: Yeah, I'm having a lot of difficulty digesting it. Um, I saw ESPN's power rankings had the Dolphins as the number one team in the league.
0: And that's what I mean when buying the hype. Like we, we, we said last week, yes, we're buying the hype that they're a top 10 team, but we're not buying the hype that they're a top three, five team.
1: Yeah, no, no chance. For two weeks in a row, we watched the Dolphins play Losing football. Like yes. we watched them play bad football for almost an entire game and then somehow came out on top because the other team shot themselves in the foot. Um, like well put you yeah. kind of touched on it, but Buffalo had 31 first downs last week, 497 total yards, and Miami only had 212. They had <laughs> 42 Over double. minutes. Yeah, they had 42 minutes of possession to Miami's 19. Over double -double the possession if you didn't see the final score of the game and you looked at all the stats Buffalo dominated Miami in this game and you would have expected Buffalo 28 28 seven at least Buffalo shot themselves in the foot like they fumbled the ball four times and they didn't capitalize on their chance at the end of the game to try and go ahead and win this game. Miami's given up the 29th most yards and is tied for 29th in third uh third down conversion percentage. So, I mean, even the worst of teams are still going to be able to take it to Miami in my eyes. Mm. Um they they can't like I mean, we watched the Ravens game and they played three quarters of bad football and got, you know, realistically lucky they had like two really open plays to tyree kill in the fourth quarter to bring them back in that game um the bills for all rights should have won this game at the end of the game and they fell short and unfortunately football is a game of inches and seconds but i I just don't see how the dolphins can like like you said if they played the bills 10 times, there's no way Miami wins more than one or two of those games. So I think people are overreacting. I still see them as a playoff team, top 10 team, maybe, but they're not sniffing my top five.
0: It was not too many years ago that the Mitch Trubisky bears started the season five and zero, and then finished the season with 10 wins. Oh, geez. Like that happens sometimes. And you look back three quarters of the way through the season and you're like, why did we ever think they were good? Are the Dolphins maybe that team where they start three and zero, but that end up nine and eight, ten and seven? I totally could the, see that happening.
1: Uh, the Dolphins look a lot to me like this, like eleven and zero Steelers team where everyone was like, mm. "Oh my god, they're the last undefeated team. They're so amazing, and they're they're going to win a Super Bowl." And then they played a couple of games towards the end of the season just got wrecked
0: and And lost to the Baker Mayfield Browns in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And it was just obvious that they weren't, they weren't anywhere near that level that people were holding them up to. So I think the dolphins are in a, a similar threshold.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. So we are officially selling the hype on the dolphins. If you think the hype is for them to be this great team that could compete with the bills to win the AFC East. No, they are not uh the jaguars are two and one jaguars jaguars they're two and one they lost 28 to 22 their first game at washington and then their home opener they beat the colts 24 to 0 man the colts cannot beat the jags it's so awesome i love that (laughs) and then they go ahead and beat the chargers 38 to 10 It wasn't even close. Like I get Justin Herbert was hurting. The Chargers were missing some people, but Chargers are supposed to be a super bowl contender and Jaguars beat them by over three touchdowns. So this is a team that has to be in the buying or the selling the hype conversation. We have to discuss it. New coach, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, first overall pick. Everyone thought he was maybe a bum. He's obviously back in form. This is a team. That lots of people are hyped about, Kyle. Are you buying or selling the hype?
1: So I kind of draw the line here as like, do you think the Jags are a top 10 team? Like, I'm curious to mm. know what your input is.
0: Top 10. I don't, their the record right now is probably top 10 or tied for it. I don't think they are a top 10 team. I think I would put them though in like, the 10 to 16 range.
1: Okay. I think that they fall like right on the 10 mark for me, like right in around there. So I would probably buy them as a top 10. Um, and I'll tell you why they like, if you look at the team stats, um, I did a lot of looking around at this this week because I just wanted to focus on like what are teams doing well where are they struggling and the Jags are really well rounded like they're eighth in offensive yards they're seventh in yards allowed so they're br- playing well offensively and defensively seventh in points four um, and they're eleventh in their third down conversion percentage so um, they're moving the ball well they're mm-hmm. and another big thing is they're playing clean football so. I looked at a week to week basis with the Jags and in the first loss to the commanders, they were three for 12 on third down conversions and they had 13 penalties for 90 yards, Really? which is just awful. Like you, how do you win a game with 13 penalties for 90 yards? That's a classic Doug
0: Peterson coach team, man, the penalties.
1: So yeah. So then I was like, what, what changed? How are suddenly they just, wrecking the colts and then again wrecking the chargers who look like a super bowl contender this year right um they cleaned up the penalties a lot so you got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff again here um in week two they only had three penalties and in week three they only had two penalties wow really
0: that's that's
1: crazy phenomenal job with cleaning up their game they had no turnovers in week two and three no fumbles no interceptions and their third down conversion percentage jumped closer to 50 percent in uh, on average so um I mean it, it just shows that they hated what happened in week one they went back to the drawing board Peterson you know um took some people aside and was like we got to play some clean football and we can win some football games they've been a talented a talented team they've had probably 300 first overall picks because <laughs> both that, they're yeah. just that bad. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got talent on both sides of the ball, but you needed someone to put everything together, make them play good, clean, smart football and disciplined football at that. So um, I think that I'm, I'm buying them as a top 10 team and that they're probably the best team in the AFC South right now.
0: Wow. Yeah. I was about to ask you, are the, who would you rather take the rest of the season? Jags or Colts?
1: Jags. Absolutely.
0: The Colts are plus 100 to win the division and the Jaguars are plus 200. So I think Hammer. it might be a little loose change lock of the week here. Let's go bet on the Jags to win the AFC South. We're buying that hype. If we're going to put buying or selling the hype at winning the division, Kyle and I are both buying the hype.
1: Absolutely. I'm with you.
0: But, but schedule wise, Philly this week's going to be tough. After that, yeah houston indy giants like you can win those games man
1: like there's a good chance they end up you know five and three
0: they could be five Five and two and and then go against the broncos raiders and chiefs and ravens so it gets a little sticky after that but if you're five and two going into that you feel good
1: absolutely and like I think that they're going to give the Eagles a run for their money. I still am taking the Eagles in that game, but I think it's going to be a good game.
0: Especially with the coach, right? He's got a statue out front of the stadium. Like That's got to say something. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that'll make you feel pretty good walking in the front doors.
0: Away game to the away locker room. Walk past your statue. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty hilarious, actually. Absolutely. I love Doug Peterson still. I think he's a great coach. I love Sirianni. I'm glad Sirianni is the Eagles coach, but yeah, he's absolutely put the Jaguars back together. And that's why they're in buying the hype and not in what the fuck is going on, like the Raiders and Broncos. And their <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's the difference. Like, I mean, all of these teams went out and got new head coaches and. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think Josh McDaniels and Hackett have both shown that they're not really cut out for this head coaching life. Um, But Peterson's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you go wrong with that?
0: I don't think you can. And that moves us on past buying or selling the hype. We've bought the Jaguars. We've sold the Dolphins into the injury roundup every week. It seems to be some crazy impactful injuries. So, Let's start with the big one, Uh, Mac Jones, on the last play, basically, of the game, rolls his ankle pretty bad. They've called it a very bad ankle sprain, and I'm not sure if you've seen this. Reporters have been asking Mac Jones, and Mac Jones will just say, ask Bill, all injury questions are for Bill. I'm a robot. I've been programmed to talk like this. I cannot tell you anything. It's hilarious how the Patriots are just always (laughs) the Patriots like that. But uh, Mac oh. Jones out for a few weeks. Kyle, this has got to be the season, right? Like, pack it up, Patriots.
1: Yeah, like they—they they just have to take a step back here Hoyer's not going to go out there and sling it and win you a bunch of football games um I said it before that they were the worst team in their division um so I'll reiterate that every week probably but (laughs) without Mac Jones they become that much worse um they've just got a, a worse game manager under center now so um, but it's definitely funny to see how they handle it, because if he's sitting there saying, you got to ask Bill, you got to ask Bill, and then they're asking Bill, and he's like, do I look like a doctor? I'm a <laughs> football coach. And it's, <laughs> it's just it's in fantastic. a circle. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, you got to ask Mac. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, So that's always hilarious. I I love Bill for that type of stuff. Um, I expect Mac Jones to miss a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, They haven't officially ruled him out for this week, but I would not count on him playing.
0: Yeah, he won't be playing. Brian Hoyer's there, and (laughs) that will not be a fun game to watch. Thank God it's not prime time. On to the other quarterbacks that we need to get talking about. It's uh, basically just Prescott in the injury roundup. Prescott is expected to come back soon. He's not ruled himself out for week five. He's got his stitches out of his thumb now. We saw this injury with Wilson last year, and Wilson never came back the same. We've been told, all reports are, that this is a better injury, if there is one. Like He's supposed to be able to rehab it better than Wilson ever did, and come back in quicker time. Jerry Jones is hoping for a quarterback controversy. Do you think that... (laughs) There's like r- rushing back might be a mistake here, given how Cooper Rush has played. Like I'm not kidding around. Cooper Rush has been playing pretty good football.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's always a risk bringing back your franchise guy back from an injury that he suffered on his throwing hand. Like you just, yeah, I don't know why you are rushing him back. If you were, you know, 0 and three under Cooper Rush would be one thing, but mm, right. I mean he's he's winning football games. And he's two and zero, baby. He, fourth quarter o, comebacks just, too. Yeah, so I think you just have to ride it out. I don't know who the Cowboys play the next couple of weeks, but they they realistically shouldn't be rushing Prescott back because I think that it's a similar situation, just with how you grip the football and how you have to grip it in order to mm, throw it. Yeah, you. You have to give your guy time to fully come back or else he's going to be throwing ducks.
0: Get this, Kyle. They got the Giants that they just played beat them. Now they got the Washington. Then they play in LA and then at Philly. So a lot of division matchups that October 16th game in what, two weeks from now? Not the next week, but the week after you got to assume you want Dak in that game. Prime time against Philly, basically for the division at that point, not for the division, but for the division lead, I got to assume. Ah, yeah. I worry about it because uh, honestly, I like Cooper Rush and fantasy wise. Look at Lamb. He's actually been OK. Zeke Pollard, they've all been fine under Cooper.
1: Yeah, I the Cowboys offense is doing way better than I expected them to. Uh, And I think that the fact that they have that Philly matchup coming up, which could decide the division, is mm-hmm. more reason to just give Dak a couple extra weeks of rest. Like, Wait for why that are game. you rushing him back to play the commanders? You know, or like, yeah, they're talking absolutely. about a week for return, and it's like there's such a thing as too fast.
0: <laughs> absolutely agree with you. And the week before Philly's the Rams, <laughs> like, I just don't rush don't him in for that, that game. game You have Aaron Donald (laughs) coming at you. You don't need a rush back in for that game. (laughs) You know, I'm just saying chill.
1: You're losing that game either way. (laughs) Just like Cooper Rush do it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There you go. (laughs) On to some. We'll do Amon Ross, St. Brown, and then we'll talk about some running backs. ARSB, the one and only sun god. This guy might just be a wide receiver one this year. He is playing like it so far. He's getting the target share. I worry about Williams, their wide receiver pick in the first round, coming back later in the year and taking some targets away. But Amon Ross and Brown is at least a wide receiver to when healthy. Is he going to be healthy going forward, Kyle? What do you think? What's your reports telling you?
1: Um, sprained ankle. He's day to day. Um, supposedly tests were encouraging, but he is in danger of missing week four. Um, the biggest thing here is, You have to look at essentially what the Lions want to do with their roster. They've played well, but everyone knows the Lions are not making a deep playoff push this year. So I don't think they're going to rush their second-year wide receiver back from a sprain um, just because. It's the same thing that they're doing with Swift, which we'll touch on shortly. But they're they're just going to let their guys heal up. They're going to take their time with it, make sure that they're 100% before they're in there on game day. Um, And they don't have a crazy hard matchup this week against Seattle. So guys like Chark and Reynolds should be able to get it done for them if they need to, um, which those would also be some great streamer options if you're just trying to fill a hole on your lineup from an injury like Daily week.
0: Fantasy even, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean, um, I'm not super concerned about Amon Ra. I think he might miss this week just because of how the Lions staff is approaching it, hmm. but I think he'll be back by next week. And I mean, They have not. a week six bye.
0: Okay, yeah. So it's nothing serious. I, I hopefully they don't keep him out through the bye, and he can play week five because I have him in fantasy, so I'd like to play him. But also, long term, if it means that he's going to be ninety eight percent healthy instead of seventy five percent healthy, rest him the extra week. Yeah, I, we're not going yeah, to give him this. the
1: extra couple of weeks to just rest up. Um, I'm not really that concerned about Jamison Williams this year in dynasty outlook. It could be a little concerning, but I don't think Williams is going to be a big factor until later in the year. Anyways,
0: I agree with you there. How about his teammate Deandre Swift? Now this is something that's probably be a bit more a few weeks, right?
1: Yeah. Again, like if this was uh, a strong playoff contender going into a divisional matchup, I think Swift would play really that early. I do like, okay. I mean, we've seen running backs go out and play with, you know, separated shoulders and torn labrums before. (laughs) Look at Dalvin Cook last year. He just needs this device. Both of his shoulders (laughs) (laughs) separated. So I think that this just, again, comes down to the coaching staff uh, and just wanting to give him time to rest. Um, They said that he's considered day-to-day, but just from the reports and what uh, Dan Campbell has said in his interviews and everything, they're talking about resting him until after the team's week six bye. Jamal Williams has already been playing fantastic. They were giving Craig Reynolds his share of carries. So uh, they're already seeing lots of work. So I think they're comfortable with those guys. And again, they're not going to rush their stud running back back into the fold to play, you know, the Seahawks or I don't know who they play next week. Let me double check here. But yeah, I just don't see them making that that big jump when they do have that week six by looming that they can just realistically relax and get healthy. They play new England the week after Seattle. So those are both winnable games without Swift.
0: And Kyle, I I have some pretty strong hands. I'm not going to lose a fumble. You put me behind that Detroit lions offensive line. I'm probably going for four yards carry at least like (laughs) that team is. Got a great line. I'm not too worried about Swift for the team. For fantasy purposes, I'm glad to hear you say that if he needed to, he could. I don't think he's going to be out for too long then in that case. Good news.
1: No, and hopefully with Swift's injury concerns in the past, if you are an owner, you have some Jamal Williams uh, shares on your bench just waiting to plug in. I know that's what I did, and I feel great about plugging Williams into my lineup this week. So.
0: If you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you knew this was going to happen. He doesn't play (laughs) a full season ever. He's had shoulder problems every single year, even in college and high school. (laughs) My God, this guy, a beast when he plays, but he misses some games. Hopefully you guys have Madison. Do you think it's going to be one of those years, Kyle, where every single week, every single play, we watch Cook get hit and we're like,
1: Oh, get up. Yeah, I think that that's always the, the chance you take when you have Cook on your team. Yeah. Uh, but this is not a new injury to him. Like, he, again, people had two torn labrums last year that he just played through. <laughs> uh, and I guess he'd never had uh, surgery in the offseason to try to fix them. So really? He just, he's just he's content with no shoulders. He yeah, he's care. just like, yeah, it's better to just get this out of the way early in the season so I can get used to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not surprised if Cook plays this week. There's a chance they might rest him for the week and use Madison, but this is like this is a pretty marquee matchup. They're going all the way to London. Uh I think if Cook travels with the team to London, you can expect him to play.
0: How about Kamara? Are we expecting him to play and play often? Last week he got in for a little bit, but it clearly seemed they're limited in his snap count. They have a rib injured. Or sorry, he has a rib injury and he's been injured a little bit last year in the past. Do you really want to risk it with your star player? Like this is Kamara we're talking about. It's a rib injury. Do we roll him out there and say, give him the 99% target share? Or are we keeping him closer to that 60, 70% where we saw him last week?
1: I do think he's still going to be on a bit of a snap count. I think you'll see more work than he did last week. Um, the saints got stuffed by the Panthers last week. So I think that they're looking for any sort of glimpse of hope that they can get this offense back on track and they have injuries in other places. So like yeah. uh, Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas and Landry are both hurt. Uh, Winston's been playing through an injury. So I think if you're expecting those guys to go out and produce, that you also have to put at least some of the onus on Kamara to go win you a football game if he's healthy. So I think this is precautionary. I think they're just resting him. He was limited today, uh, which is Wednesday, for those of you listening. Uh, Hopefully we see a full practice tomorrow or at least another limited one. Um, And again, the nice thing is with these Sunday morning games is you know Saturday night if this guy's playing. And hopefully, you like getting up a little bit early for the nine thirty just to be sure. But um, yeah, I mean, he's it's nice to have that clarity. You're not waiting until like Monday night where you're like, do I put this guy in my lineup and risk that he doesn't start? Like with Dalton play? Schultz last
0: week. That was awesome. I want to say exactly like because of it.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it happens. So it's nice when it's the first game of the day and you just don't have to worry about, you know, you just take him out of your lineup then. So. Uh, but I, I expect Kamara is going to play.
0: Last one on the injury roundup. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, there's a couple more I want to talk about. One last running back, Montgomery, probably playoff game. He's playing, but it's not a playoff game. You're at the Chicago Bears and Herbert looked amazing last game. So probably nothing serious. We expect Herbert to have a good fantasy week if he's just a starter. But Montgomery might even be back this week, if not next.
1: Yeah, uh, he's day-to-day with an ankle injury. So what concerns me is how quickly they ruled Montgomery out of the last game. So there's obviously a little bit of concern there. Uh, They are saying he's day-to-day, but Herbert did look fantastic. I don't think you have to rush to get Montgomery back out there. So yeah, I I think he probably misses a week and then he's back in week five.
0: And Zach Wilson's returning announced for this week. I have him to lead the league in interceptions bet in the summer. And then I found out he was out for a few weeks. So hopefully he can pick it up and throw some picks this week. I would, I sure would love it. He's away against the Steelers. So put him down for at least one.
1: Yeah. At least one, maybe two. two. Um, I'm really curious to see. I hope the jets can uh, beat the Steelers here. Honestly, just because I'm a Ravens fan, but yeah, um, fair enough. I'm curious to see how this affects the wide receivers in New York. Yeah, like, that's a big targets. Yeah. So it'll be interesting because they have a lot of really good playmakers on offense that Flacco's been okay at getting it done with. Uh so Wilson's either going to be a huge step forward. He's a little bit more athletically gifted at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, or he's going to be a huge step back, making bad decisions, holding the ball too long. Um, just lacking that veteran presence. So he's
0: definitely gonna get out with the pocket more. Is that gonna be a good or bad thing? I don't know, for real life, for fantasy, I very much worry that it'll be a bad thing. I'm Um, expecting
1: tides to shift a little bit more towards Elijah Moore and away from Garrett Wilson. Obviously, both are going to see work, but Elijah Moore was a top wide receiver with Wilson at QB last year. So he's been kind of subpar, try to maybe buy low on him. But I think Elijah Moore probably sees a little bit more work this week.
0: Before we get into our fantasy plays of the week, what do you think about Brees Hall? Is he going to benefit? Or I guess we won't really know until we watch, right? But do you think he'll benefit from Zach Wilson? Or you don't really have a good guess? I think he'll get better as the season he, goes on.
1: Yeah, I think Brees Hall's going to get better in general. But the thing with Zach Wilson, he's got a cannon. So yeah. defense do still have to respect that. You know, Flacco has a cannon, had a cannon i guess he's like 38 years old or whatever so you know he's not bombing at 50 yards downfield anymore i think the fact that wilson can make those plays makes the defense respect the deep ball a little bit more and you're going to see a little bit more uh check downs to the running back uh and things like that so i expect Brees hall to just gradually get better and still be like an
0: rb2 on the year that was our injury roundup moving on to fantasy plays of the week uh, Kyle, we've been doing not bad for these. I mean, you picked Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon to have a great game a few weeks back. We've been picking some bad, some good. I picked Devonta Smith um a week too early. But this week, I feel real good about our picks. I'll start with quarterback. Streaming quarterbacks, sometimes you have to do it. I'll say it. Sit Tom Brady this week if you have to. Sit Matt Stafford. Uh, Sit Russell Wilson, if you have to, and go with this guy if he's available. Marcus Mariota. He's going against the the Cleveland D, Kyle, who is going to be missing Miles Garrett. And outside of that touchdown that really didn't mean anything at the end of the game last week, they did pretty much nothing against the Stillers. I think this is not a great... Cleveland D as good as they're expected to be I think Marcus Mariota has Pitts in London who are great weapons he's averaging eight rushes a game two rushing TDs on the season he's at home if you're looking for a quarterback that's going to put up a, I'd say a guaranteed top 16 quarterback start with upside for top 5 top 8 Marcus Mariota could be on your waivers right now and pick him up and play him if you have someone that you're not loving at quarterback
1: Yeah, I like that pick. I started Carson Wentz in a league last week after he started off really strong, and then we all kind of know how that went. He did awful, so Uh, I'm always looking for other options. Jared Goff's another one that I would maybe consider streaming at QB, but Mariotta's got that dual threat level. Uh, Any QB that can get you rushing yards and passing yards and has two really good weapons in London and Pitts, you can ride that out against a not-great Browns D that's just the, they're probably missing Garrett this week which I'm just not worried us. about
0: that team even with Miles Garrett and just with the offense and everything I don't expect them to be dominating the possession like I think Mariota will get his chances and make good with them who yeah, is your fantasy boom of the week Kyle
1: so my boom of the week uh is going to be Jamal Williams He's going against the Seattle defense that has given up 157 rushing yards per game, which is tied for 30th in the league. Jesus. And I expect the Lions to win this one. Um, I think that we could see them get an early lead with their high-powered offense leading the way. And Swift The Lions' high-powered miss-
0: offense. I'm not used to hearing that. <laughs>
1: No, no one seems to hear <laughs> Um, But I mean, I, I expect him to be leading at, at very least some point in this game, if not for most, most of it. Swift is going to miss time. Uh, so Williams is going to see probably a little bit more work than he has. And he's already been phenomenal the last couple of weeks. He's getting high value touches in the red zone on the goal line. So I am calling it now a top 10 week from Jamal Williams.
0: Wow. And like that's zero RB gold right there. A lot of people that didn't draft running backs high, you're starting that guy and feeling great about it this week. He's got the yeah. most carries inside the 10 yard or like 10 yards to go to the goal line. Isn't that crazy to you? Yeah. It, the that's NFL, crazy. he's a backup running back because the most goal line carries. <sighs> Pretty good backup.
1: They love Jamal Williams in uh, Detroit. That's for sure.
0: You can tell in the hard next episode that he loves them too. <laughs> Everybody loves you too, Jamal. <laughs> Jamal Williams, what a guy. My fantasy play of the week at wide receiver is going to be a rookie wide receiver that I don't think a lot of people are playing on sleeper app. He's only started 17% of the time, he's only owned in 80% of the leagues. I think Traylon Burks is going to have a good game and don't put him on your bench this week. I think start him. The Titans OC came out in a press conference today and said, we have to get Burks more involved. He said it point blank. Burks needs to get more involved. He went from 37% to 45 to 69% snaps over the last three weeks. That's trending up. The Colts are the team they're playing this week. They have a great run D, third in yards. So you're going to need to open that up for Derrick Henry somehow. They're 17th against the pass, so why not go against the... Why not throw the ball in the Colts here? I think... Traylon Burks should be a mixed match with a lot of those players, especially Kenny Moore. Like He's a great player, but I think Burks should have a great game for his standards. Like, Don't expect him to be the wide receiver one in the week, but eight targets for playing 80% of the snaps, a touchdown in 80 yards, I don't see why that wouldn't happen against the Colts. They're going to have to pass it to somebody. Robert Woods will not get 200 yards receiving. Someone has to catch the ball on that damn team. Give it to Burks.
1: Yeah, I'm expecting Burks to start to just progressively get better. It seems like they just worked him in for whatever reason. Like they didn't just throw him right into the offensive mix, but they're definitely, you know, trying to figure out why their offense is sputtering the first couple of weeks. They managed to come out, um, with some points last week. So I think Traylon Burks is a, a really good, you know, uh, flex start, even, um, you know, wide receiver three with upside. So
0: there we go i like it okay do you have a wide receiver or running back left to go
1: i've got a, another rookie wide receiver and oh. uh, i hope a lot of you guys started him last week yeah, um bullshit. chris olave he uh we touched on it a little bit before but michael thomas has a toe injury landry has a foot injury and both mispractice uh today which is, again was wednesday uh olave had 13 targets in back-to-back weeks. So he is seeing a ton of volume. And last week it turned into nine catches for 147. So you're super happy with that. He's got a juicy matchup against the Vikings who've given up the uh, 30th most yards and 29th most passing yards. Uh, And with his production last week, I expect the Saints to heavily involve Olave in their game plan uh, to try to come out with a W in London.
0: I think moving forward, you can pencil down Olave as a wide receiver, too, with upside. Like, I think I'm worried about Michael Thomas's health. He's injured already after being out for um, basically a decade, it felt like. I, this guy could be the one. Winston's not afraid to air it out. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing next week. But for the season outlook, I love Olave as a wide receiver too, trade for him if you can, but after last week, you're probably out of luck now.
1: Yeah. If we go back to like Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, 30 for 30, Jameis. he, he supported multiple high end fantasy wide receivers. Mike like Ems Evans and Godwin, and Godwin were both wide receiver ones that year. Yeah. So he loves to air it out. He does not worry about taking shots deep and Olave's got the burners and the route running uh, and more importantly, the release to get open, get separation and see these high value targets. He's still leading the league in uh, air yards. So (laughs) he's going to have a huge game. 10 for 150 and a tutty.
0: Yeah, I could easily see like you give him a bomb of like 50 yards and then, you know, he's getting double digit targets, especially with Landry and Thomas out. It makes for, honestly, a wide receiver one upside for the week.
1: For sure. He could finish in the top 12 wide receivers with no questions. For this week, I think he's a high-end wide receiver too, but he has that wide receiver one upside.
0: And that are our fantasy plays of the week, unless you have any more.
1: That's it for me, man. I mean, there's you know start justin jefferson (laughs) start start jamar chase make sure to do Uh, i don't know who the jets play this week let's see who's gonna get lost in the sauce The stillers pittsburgh deontay johnson's gonna get lost on the sauce this week he's already lost don't start him yeah don't start him (laughs) for several reasons
0: um on to our quick picks the picks that we do very quick and our survivor picks We'll start with the survivor. Kyle, you're three for three. You're not dead yet. You got Ravens first week. You went Packers week two. You went Eagles week three. I did die. I lost the week one. I died. 49ers. How can you pick the Bears to win, beat them? Whatever, whatever. Moving on. Rams, I picked them week two. They won. Eagles were a smash hit. Week four, there's only one game with over a six and a half spread. Kyle, that's your Packers that you've already used. So, who's going to be your survivor pick of the week?
1: I feel like I have to, I guess, kind of hail mary this one. I don't want to use up all these top teams early on, and I love Detroit's matchup against Seattle this week. So I'm mm. rolling with the Lions. Um, wow!
0: In a keep survivor, me alive, Van
1: Campbell. When keep was the last alive, time you picked Van the Campbell.
0: Lions in a survivor pool? <laughs> You know, Never. Years, maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. tell you.
1: If, if I did, I was not successful.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So you're going with the Lions. I mean, they're minus four and a I'm... half at home against the Seahawks who just aren't anything special this year, right?
1: No, I think that a lot of people thought that Seattle may have been OK after they upset the Broncos week one. And then we just realized the Broncos are awful. So,
0: yeah. So I think that's a pretty good sleeper pick, uh, for Survivor. Uh, a good pick overall for betting wise. I think I'd take the spread as well. I I just can't believe that I heard that though. Lions in the Survivor pool. I guess a lot of people will be picking them this week, though. That's crazy.
1: I'm curious to see. Um some people lost on like their big matchups between like some people picked the Chargers over the Jags, some people pick mm. the Chiefs over the Colts. So Sometimes you just gotta take a shot.
0: You gotta go with your take gut. a
1: chance on Kyle.
0: For me, I, I I don't have to get cute. I don't have to do any of the shot taking because I'm picking against Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I didn't use the Packers in week two. I got them this week. They're favored by nine and a half points against the Patriots, led by not Mac Jones. At Lambeau Field, every other game on the board's projected to be within a touchdown. This one's by like nine and a half, ten points. It's the Packers. I'm not trying to get cute. I'm trying to survive. It's a survivor pool. I will see you next week.
1: Yeah, I don't see how the Packers lose this one. So if you didn't use them in week two like I did, that's a great pick.
0: (laughs) There we go. So our picks Lions or Packers, if you have them available. I think both are great survivor picks, though. I'm ready to roll. Let's start with our quick picks, Kyle, to finish off the week. Miami and Bengals. Miami plus four. I think I will take the Bengals to not only win, but cover this game. There's a reason why the 3-0 and Dolphins are almost a 2-1 to favorite to lose. They, like you said, could be missing Xavier Howard and scraped two victories out that they should not have won over the last two weeks. Give me the Bengals. Um,
1: I'm going against you. I, as much as I don't like the dolphins and don't want them to start four and Oh, I do think that they have just been clicking more than the Bengals. I think it's going to be a air show. Uh, the biggest reason why the dolphins are not favored is a lot of injuries. Uh, Taryn Armstead to uh Xavier Howard yeah, Tua, right. dealing with injuries. Jalen Waddle dealing with a groin injury. Yikes. So it's going to come down to if those guys play. Uh, But I I think I'm going to take the Dolphins here just because they've been playing well and the Bengals have not. So um, yeah, give me the Dolphins on two cent Thursdays.
0: And that's a great point. Uh, Moving forward, we we do record Wednesday nights. So keep in mind injuries that come out after Wednesday night for any and all of our picks because that changes a huge part of it. I don't think we would have had the Bills in our loose change lock of the week last week had we known their whole secondary were going to be rookies. But alas, yeah. here we are. The Vikings in visiting the Saints in London. Hello, love. We got the Vikings in London against the Saints. Are we going with the Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton, maybe Jameis Winston led Saints? Or are we sticking with the Vikings who are favorited by two and a half points, Kyle?
1: Top of the morning to Cousins and the Vikings. I'm definitely rolling with the Cousins in London here. Um, I'm biting on my theory that uh, Cousins is amazing in the morning and then just kind of withers away the night. Maybe it's like a vampire or something.
0: Yeah, maybe. Eh? I can actually see that. If you die, you die.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Bills favored by three points against the Ravens in what could be an absolute showdown we're talking 51 over is the total over under i'm talking 10 15 points over that maybe we got josh allen we got lamar this is the one o'clock game to check out how pumped are you ravens fan kyle for this game and tell me are you picking your favorite team so i have to let's go Uh, i'm
1: (laughs) I'm going to this game, so I am rolling with the Ravens. They, I can't pick against them here, so I think that it's going to be a fantastic game. They're playing in M&T Bank Stadium. Weather's supposed to be a bit rainy. Uh, I hope that the Ravens can just figure out how to run the ball. And we saw it. The Bills secondary is depleted. Um, Micah Hyde is on IR, so he's going to miss this game. Tredavious White is also on IR still, so he's not going to be in this game. Um, They were missing both the tackles and Poyer last week. So I'm fingers crossed that they're missing this week and the Ravens (laughs) can uh, sneak out a W, but it is going to be such a good game and I'm so excited to watch it.
0: Man, MVP Lamar. He is having an unbelievable year. Um, Follow us on Instagram uh, because Kyle, I'm volunteering you live on air. You're going to be doing an Instagram takeover. You're going to be taking over the pod loose change, taking pictures at the Ravens yeah. bills game and showing us what's going on get some inside reporting going down. If you can get Lamar yeah. on the pod, do it.
1: I'll, uh, I'll send him a message Let my homie you know, that we need him to make a guest appearance. So
0: there we go. My quick pick. I'm going with the Ravens because they're, Woo! they're your favorite team. My co-host favorite team. I have to go with these guys. I, uh, I love Lamar too. He's my fantasy quarterback and it can't all be favorites winning. Let's go Ravens. Fuck the bills. Here we go. go Ravens. Oh, I really like the bills, but I, I like the Ravens more go Ravens.
1: Yeah, Go Ravens. Bears
0: at giants giants favorited by a field goal. You know, my stance on this. I will not bet on the bears. The giants improved to three and one. Keep it moving.
1: I'm with you. Giants are at home. You've got a, a really crappy matchup. So I'm just taking the home team.
0: Hopefully the bears throw it more than 11 times, but they probably won't <laughs> Cleveland probably. Browns favored by a point and a half on the road in Atlanta. I don't like the Browns. They're missing miles Garrett. And I just told you guys to start Marcus Mariota. So Atlanta Falcons by a point or two. Whew.
1: I can't, I can't pick the Falcons. Can't do right it, now. Eh? The Browns, enough. The Browns have one of the better offenses in the league right now. They've just been very efficient utilizing their running backs. Amari Cooper is the Kobe, like a wide receiver one they wanted him to be. Um, yeah, I think that the the Browns are going to win a close one. Uh, but I do think they win.
0: Jacksonville vis- visiting Philly. This is probably going to be Philly's closest game of the year. I'll say that. I think Philly's been running hot, real hot. And they're not stopping yet. Like I think they are going to get even better. They're first in total yards. They have a really good defense, really good offense. Their offensive and defensive line are tops in the league. Top five, for sure, on both sides of the ball. I just don't see how the Jags can conquer that. The Jags have been great, but not that good. They're number one in no. D right now, but that's mostly because of game script. Look for the Eagles to blow that open. Eagles improved to 4-0, win by four or five points
1: fly eagles fly i'm with you eagles uh eagles should win this one it'll be a great game to watch though um sure you will be excited to watch that but yeah i think eagles win
0: i'll be dual screening it up with philly jags and then bills ravens on the other screen for sure a game i won't be checking out is the houston game but i will be betting (laughs) on the chargers the chargers aren't gonna lose to houston let's we're not messing around here. They lost to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is better than Houston. Chargers are going to get back. the get right. Herbert a little bit healthier. Chargers by a touchdown.
1: Herbert's a little bit healthier. Keenan Allen's uh, expected to be back to practice this week. So, yeah, Chargers should win this one by 10 points.
0: It's your survivor pick. You're picking the Lions. I'm going with the Lions as well. Favored by four points over Seattle. Go Detroit. Colts three and a half point favorites over the Titans still in the one o'clock window. This game, everyone kind of thought at the start would maybe be for the division lead, but with the Jaguars, who really knows Colts favored by more than a field goal. I don't love either of these teams right now. It's a tough one to pick, but I'm going with the Colts.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Colts too. I just think they have the more complete team, uh, they have options between Taylor and Pittman on uh, offense, and they should be getting Shaquille Leonard back, which is a really big boost to their defense. So I think that they managed to scrape it out here. This is going to be a nitty gritty game, though.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Commanders at Cowboys, Cowboys favored by three points, despite not having Dak Prescott. Uh, I think that's a big reaction to everyone saying, whoa, Washington might really suck. When they played Philly last week, they look terrible. The Eagles got nine sacks. The offensive line was Swiss cheese once held on the ball too long. But like, I'd say only two of those nine sacks were his fault. I worry about the commanders team going against Micah Parsons. I know Lawrence got hurt last game. Hopefully he's back. But look for Parsons to have a one, two sack game. He's definitely getting the sack. Put your money on that. And I like the Cowboys to win this game. In a close one.
1: Yeah, I mean, divisional games are always pretty close, but I got to take the Cooper Rush Cowboys here. Uh, they look like they're started to hit their stride a little bit mo- more later Sunday night or is it Monday night? Sorry, against the Giants and their defense. Uh, and man. I think that they yeah. And the commanders look like doo doo, just dog water.
0: Yeah, over under in that game's only 41 and a half. So <laughs> look for Detroit- oh. Dallas to win like a 21-17 game. Arizona yeah. plus one and a half. So they're underdogs against the Panthers on the road in Carolina. What? That's quite the overreaction for me. I'm not I'm not picking Baker Mayfields Panthers over Arizona. Although like CMC's look good. Arizona doesn't have too many weapons. CMC's dealing with a thigh injury. Is he? Okay, there we go. I'm on Arizona.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Arizona. I don't think there's a double XP weekend or a beta coming out this weekend. So yeah, that was last. Kyler week. Murray. Yep. Kyler Murray's got it.
0: Broncos plus two and a half on the road in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos were both in our what the fuck is going on with them segment. They're playing each other. One's going to get right. One's going to be either be three and one or one and three. Are we going with the Raiders to win their first game at home? Or are Russell Wilson and the boys going to put it together?
1: Uh, I'm going Raiders just because I think that this game is ten times more important to them at this point than it is to the Broncos. Mm. If the Raiders lose this game, they might as well just kick the season down the road. Um can't be I owned think that they're, like, can't be 0 4. You, you can't go 0 4. They're already pissed off about going 0-3. It's a divisional matchup. You've got to win this game at home um, because you, chances are that when you go into mile high to play the Broncos later in the year, you're not coming out with a win. So you got to try to get a win against the Broncos here, and I think that they scrape it out.
0: Russ might just not be able to cook that well anymore. He might not be a top-five chef in the league anymore, and that's what he was signed to be. I don't think he is. I like the Raiders team. I think exactly what you said. They need this more. So Raiders.
1: Pete Carroll must have had like an easy bake oven in Seattle for Russ. Like, I don't know what's going on.
0: Honestly, like when you see superstars like Antonio Brown and Russell Wilson kind of barge their way out, like force a trade, get out. And then you see them struggle. It makes you appreciate the coaching on the other side. Like Tomlin, what a job he did. And Pete Carroll, like like I was totally Team Wilson going into the year. And now I'm starting to think, yeah, maybe it was a good thing that they were in that RPO offense all those years because it probably helps them.
1: They got a steal for Ross at this point. And they didn't have to pay him 240 mil.
0: (laughs) I'll take it. It almost counterbalances their terrible Jamal Adams trade. Packers favorited by nine and a half for the, the Patriots. This is my survivor pick. Packers will be up by... Four touchdowns after the first half.
1: Yep, Packers take this one for me.
0: Sunday Night game, we got the chiefs visiting the Buccaneers and is what essentially a pick'? Chiefs favored by one point, but like it's a pickem. Who are we going with? the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting Mike Evans back or the Chiefs coming off that loss where do you see that? He B me and Mahomes kind of got it after it into it at halftime.
1: Yeah, he was not happy with the play call going into half. Um, the Chiefs just got their butt kicked by the Colts, uh, and the Bucks are starting to get a little bit healthier. Evans coming off suspension. Godwin had a limited practice today, so I think and their that defense. It, holy shit, Kyle! They're back. good. Oh, their defense is unreal. They're so good. It doesn't like they just plug a rookie corner in there and he's getting two interceptions a game. So, <laughs> um, I, I got to roll with the Bucks. Uh, at home possibly in Minnesota but um, oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's not gonna be in oh, Tampa but, Bay, right wow yeah well they're not sure yet hopefully everyone in Tampa is okay if you're listening um, we're hoping we're getting you through a tough time but yeah um, <laughs> it's possible to go play this game in Minnesota but I think that the Bucks should win
0: yeah i imagine a lot of people are being like at least i got my loose change podcast to listen to may not have a home but i got these guys that's all that matters
1: yeah and honestly shout out to the listeners in belgium like (laughs) thanks for rolling Mm. with us every single week we uh, we see you out there
0: they've been consistently top three listeners in our analytics for about two three months it's insane we love belgium
1: we love belgium
0: rams 49ers Monday night. Wait, sorry. Are you picking you pick bucks, right? Bucks. I'm, I'm going Chiefs. So here you go. Chiefs. Right, Give me Mahomes. Rams 49ers. You look at this matchup at the start of the year and you're super pumped for it, aren't you? And now I look at it yeah. and I'm less pumped. The over-under's 42. I would have hoped it to be 50 at the start of the year. It's gonna be a defensive battle, I think, with two great defenses. And I have to go with the Rams here strictly because I think Aaron Donald versus Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. Yeah, I
1: have to go against you here too. I think I'm going 49ers. I do think Donald's going to get his his fair share and Trent Williams is supposed to miss this game. So injury we forgot to talk about, he's got there a high ankle sprain. So not great for Jimmy G, but they're at home. They've got lots of playmakers. Kittle should be back. So, um, or Kittle was back last week, I think, wasn't he?
0: He was so back. Yeah. I,
1: I think that I think Seattle manages, or uh, Seattle, I think that San Fran manages to pull out a dub here. Uh, the biggest thing for me was watching Stafford get suffocated by the bills defense just spoke volumes to what he can do as a QB. And I think that the 49ers defense is the best part of their team. So if they can just suffocate Matt Stafford, like the bills did, they're going to run away with this game.
0: Absolutely. And that does it for quick picks. I want to, cause it's been a kind of a tradition of ours, almost a segment. To put out a loose change bet of the week, they really haven't been doing good. I think that's because we've been making parlays, though. So I think the loose change play of the week should just be one game, one spread that we both really love. Are you ready to hop on board with me and take Lions minus four as the loose change bet of the week?
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic bet. I think that the Lions should win this game by a touchdown.
0: They're your survivor pick and they're our official loose change bet of the week. Lions minus four. Take it, run with it, put your mortgage on it. And if you lose, don't come crying to me (laughs) because I'll just delete this clip super quick. Don't make me. It's been a great week, Kyle. Thank you so much. I'm excited to watch week four and we'll be back next week for another episode of the loose change podcast. Thanks so much, everybody.
1: Have a great night.